You're listening to the One Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 131. And today, ladies, I get to do one of the things that I love best, and that is to sit behind the mic and take questions from our audience. So my team and I dove into our Instagram account. We dove into our Facebook group and a couple other places of questions that we get. We keep a question file of people that, you know, write in and ask us questions. And we thought, you know, hey, it'd be great to get back to that. So we picked out some three great questions on different topics today from different ladies and are coming to you to talk about them today. So the first one is Kathy S. asked, she wanted to know what are some habits of healthy people? So we are going to talk about what are some of the habits of healthy people? And that was interesting. I thank you very much for that question. And then Susan K. asked, she said, Michelle, I've plateaued and what are some things that I can do to improve my fitness to get off of this plateau and start to really improve my health again and my goals? And then lastly, Ashley P. asked, you know, she said she hadn't been exercising for the last year and she started noticing some health things coming up and she wanted to know what are some, you know, signs that maybe indicating that she needs to get back into a healthy routine. And she was talking about some of the signs that she was having. So we addressed some of those in the episode too. So I always love coming and talking to you ladies about questions that you have and answering them the best that I can, because it just, it warms my heart, you know? So that's what we're doing today. And I hope that some of these questions that these ladies ask, you know, maybe they're questions that you've been thinking about, or, you know, you've had them on your mind, but you know, you just lurk in the background. Like, um, one of the ladies said too, she just lurks, but she decided to come forward. So here's the thing. If you have any questions that you would love us to cover on the podcast, whether it's just a question or if there's a topic that you would like to hear more about, you know, be vocal and, you know, hit us up over at Well Woman Network on Instagram, you know, and please do follow us there. Come on over to our Well Woman Network 360 group. Ask the question there. You know, I'm not always active totally 100% all the time. I'll, I'll give you that much, you know, on everywhere. But when you ask me questions, I do try to answer them in one way, shape or form. Sometimes I email you back. Sometimes I'll just give you a quick um, response back in a DM. If you tell me or, or point out a resource that you can use, or sometimes I get the questions and I compile them like here, my team and I, and then we go through them and we'll answer them on the podcast. So, you know, it's fun and I love doing it and I'd love to answer them for you. So let's dive into the episode today and hear from these three ladies what their questions are and what my response is back to them. So hope you have a blessed week and let's dive in and hear the conversation. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. And I hope that for those of you that celebrated the 4th of July, that you celebrate that. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday with your family and friends, that you all were safe, and um, you know that you had a chance to celebrate the independence of America with those that you love. So today, 
I'm really excited about today because I get to sit down behind the mic and do one of the things that I love to do best, and that is to answer questions. So my team and I dove into the question vault and we picked out some good questions that people have been asking over the last couple of weeks you know, through all of our social media forms. And we decided we're just going to come on here and answer some questions. They're really simple, but they're fun and they're basic. And, you know, when they come from you, I love to answer them and just kind of give you guys, um, you know, what you're asking for. It's always good to know that people are out there and, you know, that they're listening. So thank you to all of our listeners who subscribe to our channel and who, um, who follow us and leave us messages and DMs and come on over and join our Facebook Bowman Network 360 group. And, you know, just all the other things. It really just makes my heart happy to know that you're all partaking in all those different things. So the first thing is, um, it comes from Kathy S. And, you know, this is a great thing and a great compliment. She says, she goes, Michelle, I've been following you for a while now, kind of lurk in the background. I follow you on Instagram and I listen to the podcast and all the things that you talk about and you seem like you're such a wonderful person. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And very knowledgeable and, you know, also very healthy. And I'd like to know, you know, what are some habits, you know, that you as a healthy person do all the time so that I can make a few adjustments in my life because I'm trying to get healthier um, in this new year. I've been kind of out of it for the last, you know, year. Well, Kathy, you know, you're not alone. Who hasn't? So what are some of the things that I can do? I know that you talk about like eating a healthy breakfast and things like that, but can you go into it a little bit more and kind of give me some other pointers that I can use? Absolutely, Kathy S. I will definitely do that. And again, thank you so much for that compliment. I totally dig on it when people, you know, listen and they have got good things to say. Don't forget, hop on over to iTunes, Kathy S. and leave us a rating review over there. Helps us a lot. I got this message off my Facebook page. So first of all, she's asking some great things because here's the thing. I think Kathy, you know, people who are healthy, the majority of people are healthy and like myself, I think the number one secret to having a healthy life and living a healthy life is that I create habits and I really, everything that I do usually centers around that concept. So you know, from structuring my day most of the time to what I'm eating, you know, and everything. It's just become a habit for me over time. And I think that it'll become a habit for you over time too. Once you start putting in small, simple changes into your life, because after you start doing them on a daily basis, they do become routine and they become rote, meaning that you just actually gravitate towards them and just do them and they become part of who you are. So, you know, in being healthy, it's, it's something that you are thinking about all the time. Like what I tell you, when you want to be your self-care advocate, you know, that means taking care and charge of your own body and your health. <clears throat> and it's implementing daily things that you can do in your life to constantly move you forward in your health. And these are just simple things that when you do them every single day in your life, they compound to big things over time. Okay. So Kathy mentioned, you know, that she's been doing some research and that she's been looking into some healthy habits of people who are healthy. And one of them was that, you know, eating breakfast. And, you know, I talk about this here as well. So yes, Kathy, you know, you, you know, when your mom said that you should eat your breakfast and it was the most important meal of the day, she was actually right. So we should be thanking our moms for that. Because like I've said before, after fasting all night, your body is going to have um, a better 
healthy outlook throughout the day if you have a nutritious breakfast. And ladies, you know, I talked about intermittent fasting a little bit last week. So breakfast can be at different times for different people, depending on what type of nutrition plan you are following. So, you know, for me, I do the 16, eight. So my breakfast is at 11 o'clock, but I still have breakfast. It's just it, my breakfast starts at 11 where other people's breakfast may start at eight or nine. So we're all different, but it's all still the same thing. I still have a nutritious breakfast when it's my time and you need to have a nutritious breakfast when it's your time. And the main reason for this is because you want to include lean protein, a healthy fat and a good complex carb. And this is because it gives your body the metabolism that it needs to kick in you in the butt for a better day to last for hours, making sure that you're burning the maximum number of calories possible each day. So like we talked about last week, when you start off with a good nutritious first meal, whatever you want to call it. Okay. If you're, if you want to call it lunch, whatever you want to call it, you want to set your insulin clock and your metabolic clock in the right direction. So if you start off the day by having a cup of, you know, going to Starbucks or wherever you go and getting a latte and chugging that down with a muffin or a bagel that is all full of sugar and high carbs. Okay. I'm not downing the people that do that, you know, do whatever you need to do, but your insulin then spikes, your cortisol then spikes and you go up and then you come down and the rest of the day, your, your metabolic rate and your metabolism is set to do the same thing. So you'll notice then a lot of people will notice then, okay, for lunch, you start craving carbs. For dinner, you start craving carbs. You're snacking more throughout the day versus if you have a healthy beginning of your day, like I said, whenever you want to call that hour that you eat breakfast, if you include a healthy fat, you include a complex, a complex carb, and you include lean protein in that, it sets your metabolic rate at a steady state. So at the rest of the day, you are not so hungry. You last longer. You don't crave those, um, those sweet things as much as if you did it the opposite direction. Okay. So you want to start your day out right so that the rest of your day goes good. Okay. And when you have a healthy, nutritious beginning, you're also fueling your brain to be able to do all those things that you need to do, thinking on your feet, your job, you know, you're multitasking as women, we all do it. That gets your brain in that kind of mode. Okay. The second thing that, you know, you can do, and that a lot of healthy people do is that we're always on the move. Okay. So if you're sitting still, you are burning fewer calories than if you were up and moving. Most people who are fit and healthy or who lead a healthy lifestyle, you tend to find them always on the go, okay? For me and most people, you know, you park far away. When I go to the grocery store, I park like way on the end of the thing. I usually try to find shade. Yes, I know. I'm one of those kind of people because where I live, it's really hot. And I walk to the store because I'm also trying to get in my steps. As most of you know, I wear a pedometer, I wear a Fitbit, and I try to get in steps at least 10,000 or more every single day. And I walk 250 steps every hour. I get them in, in some way, shape or form four or five days out of the week. Okay. So, you know, do what you have to do. Take the stairs instead of, you know, the elevator to your job. You know, if you ride the bus, you know, get off a few stops ahead and then walk the rest of the way. 
you know, get on a stationary bike at your house, go to the gym and get on an elliptical trainer or treadmill at night while you're watching TV instead of just sitting on the couch. So exercise, you know, in those in between times, in between commercials, you know, do some exercise, you know, do things that get your body moving as much as you can. So instead of just sitting there all day long, get up and move. Like I said, I have a Fitbit. It's set every hour to do 250 steps. And if I haven't done my 250, it beeps off at 10 minutes of the hour and lets me know how many more steps I've got left to do. It's just a reminder because I, when I'm at work all day, I'm sitting and seeing patients. I go sit in the room and talk to patients. I try to stand now too. I go in my office. I have to sit to chart. So you spend eight hours a day before you know it sitting in a chair and it's just not good for you because we talked about the sitting disease and how that is even worse for you than smoking. So when you set an alarm or whatever you want to do, just try to get up and move. Even if you're at a desk, just get up and walk around your desk or your cubicle or go to the, get a drink of water, come back, go to the bathroom, come back, you know, get your body moving at least every hour to get up out of that chair. All right. That's one thing that you can do. And it's very simple and it doesn't cost much. Number two, well, this is actually number three, because we talked about breakfast and now we're talking about, um, getting up and moving. And now what I want you to do is if you can start your day with exercise, I am trying to do this more and more. I have always been, I am not, I am a morning person to get up and have my cup of coffee, to do my journaling, to do my reading and just, you know, meditate and pray and do those type of things. And I usually tend to exercise in the evening because I go to work. And then when I get off, the gym happens to be, you know, right next door to my work. And I just hop on over there after I get off work. But studies show that if you exercise first in the morning, it gets your body going, but it also stimulates your mind and it gets it going. So people who tend to exercise earlier in the day tend to have a more positive outlook on life. Okay. But I don't know. I have a pretty positive outlook and I exercise in the evening too, but I'm trying to change this and trying to exercise more during the day because it's actually cooler in the morning. And I have transitioned a lot of my work, my walking, I mean, to the morning. So I've been getting up like at five o'clock now to be ready. Like, and I get ready and I get ready to go to work and everything. And I have a half an hour left and I usually will tend to walk for half an hour before I go to work. It's because where I live, it's really stinking hot here and it's really affecting my lunchtime walks. So I tend to try to get in at least three miles, you know, in the morning in the cooler weather. And then I'm doing my exercise and walking in the evening in the cooler hours as well. So you do have to kind of make some adjustments, you know, depending on where you live. But if you can get up in the morning and start exercising, it gives your mind and your body a very positive way to start the day. And it's kind of like that breakfast thing. You know, if you start the day off good, your entire day goes good. The next thing that I do and that most people who tend to be healthy that I talk to and a lot of, you know, my clients, most of my clients do this is we eat at home, Kathy, you know, as strange as it may sound, people who are healthy only eat when their body tells them that it's hungry. We do mindful eating. And I teach this to my clients as well. You know, eat when your body feels hungry, not just because you're sitting down with your friends and they're all eating or everybody at work is eating or they put donuts or whatever in the break room. If you're not hungry, then don't eat. Okay. And then when we do eat, it's generally at home for the most part, breakfast and dinner, and maybe a light, healthy lunch. But if you go, most people who are healthy are packing their lunch and bringing it from home. All my healthy colleagues that I know at work, we all bring our lunch to work. Now that doesn't necessarily always go for all the staff and everything, but we try to do that. And you know, you eat 
healthier when you can bring it from home and you make it. And not only do you eat healthier, but I'll be honest with you, you tend to save a lot of money if you're cooking at home and you can cook some of those same foods that you're going out to lunch with every, every afternoon that's costing you seven bucks or five bucks or more, because now anything is mostly $7 and over. You'd be saving at least 35 or more dollars a week if you start eating at home. Plus, you know what's in it and you have better control over those portion sizes, and you're going to get many more fruits and vegetables in your lunch than you would if you went out for fast food, because most fast food is not healthy for you, unless you're choosing a salad or something else like that. But usually salads tend to be more pricey as well. And if you just made it at home, you could be saving yourself again, a lot more money. And then the last thing that I want to talk to you about, here's the other thing that I, and you know, that I do all the time. And I talk to you about this too. Ladies and Kathy, don't obsess over your body, okay? If you're a scale watcher, you can learn a lot from people who, you know, tend to be on the healthier side. They just don't watch the scale because they know their healthy lifestyle and their habits will keep them around the same weight, okay? You don't have to be obsessed at looking at the scale and a number. That doesn't mean a number on a scale doesn't determine if you are healthy or not or if you are working in that direction, okay? So, you know, we typically consume and burn off around the same amount of calories each day, thus keeping our weight the same, you know? So the thing of it is, is that you want to be burning off as many calories as you take in, if not more to create a deficit so that you can start to lose weight. But when you start to get healthy and you are doing the good things by walking or exercising every day, moving your body, eating better, sleeping better, de-stressing better, you know, all of these healthy habits are going to keep your body in check just by me incorporating doing my 250 steps every hour. Okay. And trying to get my 10,000 steps in most of the days of the week, I have maintained my way through the pandemic without even going to the gym because the gyms and everything were closed and I couldn't even get my hands on weights because at the beginning, everybody was, you know, buying up all the weights like crazy. So you couldn't do it. And so I'm just starting to get back to the gym right now, but I've maintained my body weight through the entire year and a half by just simply moving my body, eating healthy, trying to de-stress as much as possible through all of that, you know, and just kind of, I let my clothes determine if I need to lose weight or not. Okay. I don't look at the scale and I don't obsess over my body. And I tell my clients, don't obsess over your body, love yourself, love your body where you're at. And as long as you are putting healthy measures in, then you are on the right track. So Kathy S, I hope that that answers your question about habits that you can do to be healthier. And again, thank you so much for that compliment about that you think I'm healthy. I totally, totally appreciate it. Okay. So moving on, the next thing question that we got was from Susan K. She said, Michelle, you know, I've been starting to exercise and getting back to the gym and doing all that kind of stuff that I need to do, but I'm seeming to have a plateau, meaning I'm just not moving up in where I want to be with my fitness level. So what are some things that I can do? Okay. So Susan, here's the thing, the human body, you know, it is an amazing thing, but if you do the same workout routine over and over, it will become more efficient. Absolutely. At doing that and not having to work as hard. Okay. But that means you're not burning as many calories if losing weight is your goal or tearing as many muscle fibers, if you want to build muscle. So Susan, if your workout isn't working out as good as, as it has in the past, you need to get back in the groove by 
by changing it up, okay, and doing different things. So the first thing that you can do is change the intensity of your workout because the body adapts to doing the same thing over and over again. You have to constantly change things if you hit a plateau. So one easy tweak is to increase the intensity of your routine. For example, if you typically run on a treadmill for 30 minutes, instead sprint for a few minutes, walk, and then sprint again. Under, you know, under this routine, you push yourself hard for a few minutes, you rest for half the time that you pushed hard, and then you push hard again. This work rest routine helps you to train your body in different ways. Okay. So change the intensity of what you're doing, then change your routine. Okay. Another change you can make is to do a different routine. This way you're challenging different muscles because muscles do adapt if they do the same thing over and over again. And your fitness program will stall if you do that too. So by switching to a different routine, it will push your body in different ways. So in order to change, you know, so change the intensity of your routine and choose to do different things like hit. It alternates going all out for a few minutes, walking for a few minutes, and then going all out again. Keep up this routine for as long as you can. You might be a little sore the next day but your body is going to change and you'll see a change here. And what I mean also too, by change your routine is this, you have to do muscle confusion. My trainer taught me this a long time ago. So one day you do this, the next day you do something different. It's kind of like you train this muscle this day, like you, you work on your shoulders and you work on your back or you work on your legs and you work on your abs. The next day you do shoulders and you do biceps or triceps. And you do different things and you have to change up your routine because like I said, your body gets used to doing the same thing over and over again. And it, yes, you can still burn calories, but you're not going to be burning as many as in the beginning because the body goes, Oh, I know, I know how to do that. So one thing is like one day I do the Stairmaster that's using one set. The next day I go and I ride the bike. My body's like, okay, well, this isn't the Stairmaster. This is something different. Then the next day I go and do the elliptical. You're using the same, your legs, but you're using them differently <clears throat> in different things. Change out what you do either like every other day, or at least change out your workout routine, like weekly, do this one thing for a set amount of time. And then next week, do something different, then go back and do something different. You can always come back and just keep alternating. It tricks the body into thinking that you're, you know, you're doing different things and you will burn more calories and you will change your shape and your weight very easily. And then the last thing that I'm going to talk to you about is oh, a couple of things, not the last thing is to change your, um, is to change your eating habits. Okay. Changing your routine and your intensity and diet all at the same time gives your body the one, two, three punch. Kind of like what Gary V says, right? Hook, hook, punch, hook, hook, punch. Okay. So you're giving yourself, you're changing your routine, you're changing the intensity and you're changing what you eat. So you get that one, two, three punch. Okay. And it gets your body going again. Vegetables should be your mainstay of foods, Susan, and you should be eating at least five to nine servings per day. Okay. In your day. And we're talking about a variety of different colors and different fruits and different vegetables that you should be doing. So in contrast, limit your intake of processed foods to lower the amount of saturated fat and sugar consumed, because you would be surprised how much sugar is, is put into different products and hidden in products that you do not even know. And before you know it, you're eating your weighing calories and you're just defeating the stuff that you 
want to do. Okay. So, you know, opt for, you know, eat a carrot instead of some chips. If people like crunchiness, eat some celery with peanut butter, do some hummus and, you know, on carrots, all those different things, have an apple with some peanut butter. You know, you can find nutritious things that are tasty, that are sweet, that, um, will, it, that will satisfy your crunch need that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Um, but that are also low in calories and are not going to give your body, you know, a sugar rush. Then the last thing that you can do, if you really want to do change up your routine and get that off that plateau is this, and I know people think this is so stupid and they think it's so trivial, but it's so important and it's changed the amount of time you are sleeping. Okay. I talk about the five fundamentals all the time. And Susan, if you, you know, as hopefully if you're an avid listener to the podcast and anything else that we do, you know that I talk about the core five fundamentals and one of them is sleep. Okay. Getting enough sleep or quality of sleep is paramount to good fitness. When you are sleeping ladies and Susan, your body is recovering and your muscles are repairing themselves. And if losing weight is part of your fitness plan, you can actually gain weight if you are not getting enough sleep because you are triggering off your cortisol levels and your cortisol is very much in tune with your insulin levels, which is putting weight on or putting weight or taking weight off. Okay. So changing the intensity, changing your routines, changing your nutritious style and changing the amount of sleep are just four tweaks, Susan, that you can do to implement to get your fitness back on track and to get you off of that plateau. So thank you so much for answering, for asking that question. I greatly appreciate it for taking your time and going over there and hope that does it. All right. So the last one that we're going to be talking about is I got a question from Ashley P and she said that, Hey, Michelle, you know, over the pandemic, you know, I've been just like everybody else. I haven't really been doing a whole lot of exercise. I've kind of fallen into a lazy, you know, health pattern and I'm starting to kind of not feel so good. I'm kind of getting winded easier. And I just, overall, I just feel like my body is talking to me. So she said, can you tell me, you know, what are some signs that, you know, is this a sign that I need to be getting back to exercise? Because if it is not that I need a sign, but it'll be a little bit more motivator because I've kind of fallen off the track and I've lost some motivation. Well, Ashley P you again, like all the rest of the people who asked the questions today are not alone. You know, I find when, if I'm not doing something on a regular basis, okay, I fall off the tracks and it's very hard for me to sometimes get back on the tracks as well. I lose some motivation as well. So Yes, there are certain signs that your body could be telling you that you need to get back to exercise. And yes, getting winded is one of them because if you're, because exercising increases both, um, Ashley increases both your heart and your breathing rates. So when you stop exercising, certain health conditions can start to develop. For example, if you haven't exercised in a while, you may be getting, you may be getting winded easier by just doing simple things. Like, so if you notice that, you know, you were doing cardio regularly before and your body was in good thing and you were walking upstairs or you could walk for long periods or do strenuous things and you weren't getting winded. And now you find that walking up those flight of stairs or doing something intense for just a little bit, you're getting winded. Yes. Your body is telling you that you need to move a little bit more and get back to exercise because your fitness level isn't at its peak of where it could be. Because when you are exercising regularly and you're doing cardio, you start breathing better and you're, you don't get winded as faster. Other things that are signs, Ashley, are number one, of course, you know, she asked too, gaining weight, of course, gaining weight also is an indicator that you may need to be getting back to exercise because you know, when you exercise, you're going to get that number down. 
Okay. And we all know that exercising ladies helps us burn off excess calories. However, when we tend to be lax about it, or we don't do it at all, and we don't adjust our eating habits accordingly, you can start to see the numbers on the scale increase. Okay. We start to see that number go up and up and up. So one way to get that number to go down again is to start exercising because losing weight ladies is a numbers game. It is. And it's different for every person. Weight loss is a very, I call people, I tell people it is a complex thing and it is different for each and every person. You have to look at the person. You have to look at a lot of different dynamics to get somebody to lose weight. It's not just, oh, my friend does this. So I'm going to start doing it and it's going to work for me. Most of the time that doesn't. Okay. Because 80% of losing weight is controlled by the quantity and types of food we eat. And the remaining 20% comes from exercise. So did you see what I said? 80% of weight loss comes from what you're sticking on the end of the fork and 20% comes from exercising. So if you are doing 80% of crap on the end of that fork and you are doing 20% of exercising, it really isn't going to amount to much. So you've got to change your eating habits in order to go along with your exercise habits to see that weight coming off. Okay. So if you're gaining weight and you normally were losing weight easily, Yes, that's definitely could be a sign that you need to get back to exercise. And like Ashley, um, if you're getting winded easier, yeah, maybe you need to get back to exercise because you're, you're not as physically or cardio fit as you thought, or as you were in the past. Okay. Another tip that could be a sign that you are needing to get back to exercise is that you're not sleeping well at all. Okay. Because regular physical activity not only helps you fall asleep quicker, ladies, but it also helps you stay asleep longer and you get a better quality of sleep. You get the good REM kind of sleep. Okay. So if you notice that you're not sleeping as well now that you're not exercising like you were when you were hitting the gym or doing your regular exercise, it's your body's way of telling you that maybe you need to start exercising again, like you were before. People who exercise regularly tend to sleep better. And like we talked about in the last question, you know, Sleep is a big thing. Your body needs to rest and it needs to rejuvenate in order to repair, to move on, to make it better. All right. And then the other thing that you may be noticing, another thing that you may notice, maybe a sign that you need to get back to exercise is that you feel much more stressed all the time. Okay. Because exercise is one of the greatest stress reducers. So Ashley, if nothing has changed to add more stress in your life, but you seem to be more anxious. Like you said, you're just getting winded easier. You know, you can't sleep as well. I didn't read the entire question that she said, and she's talked about that. She's just, her anxiety level has gotten, well, everybody's anxiety during the past year and a half has kind of gone up. So that's okay. Then you may notice that, you know, you were not exercising regularly, or maybe like before when you were exercising regularly, you didn't have as much anxiety as you're having now. So excess stress could also be the root cause of some of the other things you're experiencing due to lack of exercise. Okay. So stress also can cause you to gain weight. Stress all the time can cause you to not sleep well. Okay. Plus it can cause a whole host of other chronic conditions. If left unchecked, you know, stress leads to inflammation, which can lead to a lot of other kind of illnesses as we've talked about before. So the risk of all these conditions can be lowered just by going to the gym regularly and letting the stress drain away from your body as you work out. And it really doesn't matter like whether you're walking, whether you're going to the gym, whether you're bike riding, whether you're swimming, any of that is considered exercise, you know, getting your heart rate up, get your heart in better condition. It gets your lungs in better condition. It gets your muscles in better condition. And all of that is going to lead to you being an overall fit and healthier person. So 
if you start to experience any of the things that we talked about today, like being winded, like Ashley, like Ashley said, or, you know, your anxiety has gotten worse or you have, you're not sleeping as well. So maybe all of those are just telling you that you need to, your body needs to get out and exercise more and get more in tune with what you need to be doing and that you fell off the track because a lot of us fell off the track ladies during the past year and a half. It's that's nothing new. So I just want to say thank you so much to Ashley P for, for giving us that for, um, Kathy S for her question and for Susan K. Thank you so much for those questions. I hope that answering those questions for those ladies maybe gave you a little insight to maybe some of the things that you might be struggling with right now and wanting to get back on the track. We talked about you know, things that you can do to improve your um, little simple tweaks that you can do to improve your fitness. Then we talked about, you know, how do you know if your body is craving more exercise? And then, you know, we also talked about, you know, what are some healthy habits of people who are healthy and fit? What do they do? And what does their day look like? All super, super great questions. And I'm so happy that all of you, that you asked them and I was happy to be able to answer them for you. So again, ladies, I hope that you have a blessed week. You know, please leave us a rating and, um, over a rating and review over on iTunes, you know, come follow us, please come follow us over on Instagram at well woman network. Um, we need to boost that up over there too. come join our Facebook group over at well woman network. I mean, it's well woman 360 on Facebook. And if you want to get, become one of our VIP people who gets on our newsletter and gets our weekly tips, um, then come over to, um, go to our website at wellwomannetwork.com and there's signups, all different places that you can sign up and get on our VIP newsletter. So again, I hope that you had a richly blessed week. I hope you had a very happy fourth and I hope that the week coming up, um, is healthy for you and you can add in some of these tips, um, that we, uh, that we answered today for these ladies. And, you know, I just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and have a blessed week and bye for now.